Welcome back guys to the Athlete Maestro podcast, the athlete development podcast that helps young athletes break their mental and physical limitations in sport so that you can achieve peace of mind, freedom and success. I'm your host Tola Oglebe and this is episode 520. Calm your inner voice, use your mind to speak to your body and be where your feet are. He's one of the greatest tennis players in history. Without Federer, Nadal and Djokovic, he would easily be considered the greatest of all time. His 14 Grand Slam titles was a record which stood for a very long time. Today on the show, American great Pete Sampras. Before Roger, Rafa and Novak burst onto the scene, Sampras was the guy. Amazing serve, excellent forehand and a one-handed backhand. It was the joy of all tennis players to watch him play, especially on grass. He also had this curly hair, you know, that, that was just super cool and probably attracted a lot of people to the stadium. Pete was introduced to tennis at the age of three and the rest, as they say, is history. At the age of 11, he met his idol, Rod Laver, which further enhanced his love for the sport. He joined a tennis club and his talent became apparent for all to see. In 1988, he turned pro at the age of 16. What makes that year special is that he started that year as world number 893 and finished the year as world number 97. At the age of 19 and just two years after turning pro, he won his first Grand Slam title at the US Open. He became the youngest ever male singles champion in history. In 1991, he won his first year-end championship title. In 1993, he won his first Wimbledon title and second US Open title. That same year, he became world number one for the first time, a sport he would hold for a total of 286 weeks. Between 1993 and 1998, he finished each season ranked number one in the world, an open era record. In 1994, he won his first Australian Open title and defended his Wimbledon title. Within an eight-year period, he lost at Wimbledon only once in 1996 between 1993 and 2000 he won every wimbledon except that one he would win the australian open again in 1997 but perhaps the biggest knock on his career was his inability to win the french open the only grand slam played on his least favorite surface which of course is the clay he won the australian open twice wimbledon seven times and the US Open five times. At the time of his retirement, his 14 Grand Slam titles was thought to be a record that would never be broken. That's how impressive that record was. Today is your mentor, guys, and there are three lessons that I want you to learn from Pete Sampras. Now, everyone knows Roger Federer. We've looked at him on the podcast. Everyone knows Novak Djokovic. We've looked at him on the podcast. Everyone knows Rafael Nadal. We've looked at him on the podcast. You see, the, the things that these three tennis players have done in the sports, you know, I feel like it, it kind of makes a lot of people forget, you know, what Pete Sampras achieved. You see, at the time he won 14 Grand Slam titles, 
everybody was like man 14 grand slam like who who is going to break that like it was such a remarkable record at the time but now federer has 20 nadal has 19 djokovic has what 16 17 uh, they're about so it, it kind of waters it down a little bit but the people that truly know the sport you know know what pete sampras was about you know and how he dominated the sport at the time seven wimbledon titles nobody ever thought that was possible the only person that came close was Bjorn Borg, who in his own right was another special special athlete and i believe we've looked at him also on the podcast us open five times you know he was able to win that you know the, the guy just did remarkable things unfortunately he was not able to win the french open and we've even seen that roger federer he's won the french open only once novak djokovic won the french open only once it's a difficult it's difficult to play on clay you know and then coupled with nadal being around for this other guys you know for for pete sampras many of those guys were there uh you know gustavo Curtin was there and and many of all these guys first lesson that i want you to learn from Preet Sampras is calm your inner voice. Calm your inner voice. You see, as an athlete, there's always a conversation going. You see, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to say that it's true or it's not true, there's always a discussion going on in your mind. You see, the question is how positive you can make that discussion and how less negative you can make it. You see, when Sampras started out playing, you see, he wasn't the calmest of players. You know, you see his persona on the court. When, of course, you know, he had turned pro and he had advanced and things like that. But you see, starting out, he wasn't the calmest of players. You know, this was a guy who always had negative self-talk. He was always playing not to lose. He wasn't playing to win. There were millions of conversations going on in his mind that when he stepped onto the court, the battle was just too much for him to even talk about executing and stuff like that. And one of the things that I always tell athletes is I see you need to control the voice in your head. If you missed the episode, the two episodes we did with Sue Gomez, then I highly encourage that you go back and listen to both episodes. So the first episode was, you know, scaling down sports psychology to its barest minimum. Like that any athlete who was listening to us would be able to understand the things that we we're talking about. Then, of course, the second episode, we now went into a little bit of detail, you know, about some of the specific tactics you can begin to employ some of the specific things you can begin to do you know which makes it all the more remarkable you see if you do not learn to calm your voice the things you're saying to yourself to make them as positive as possible then see you are always going to find a way to not succeed in your sport and it would be due to nobody else's fault but your own you need to calm your inner voice and you see the way that you do this is to always switch the conversations that you're having with yourself to the positive so you're worthy you're supposed to be there and you see one of the key things that you would do in helping yourself achieve this properly is to prepare the best way that you can you see it's when you don't prepare that you know it, it becomes a problem because then of course you cannot deceive your own self now you can deceive me on the podcast in terms of you know the things that i'm talking about how i'm telling you to approach things and you can say hey tola i'm putting in all the work i'm doing everything i'm supposed to do i'm still not seeing the results you know you you can do that but you see when you're alone in your room when you're alone on your bed when there's nobody else there you're not going to be able to shy away from that conversation because you yourself know that you did not put in the work but you see when it matters the most that is when you must learn to calm your inner voice and speak to yourself in a positive manner i see you don't learn this overnight it's something that you're going to have to practice it's something that you're going to do have to do 
time and time again until you get really good at it to the point where when you go out there to perform you're just calm everyone talks about Usain Bolt you know when he's at the starting blocks of the 100 meters and how he's gesticulating and things like that the guy is literally calm everyone talks about Conor McGregor in the UFC the guy goes out there he's literally calm there's a reason why these guys are as calm as they are is because they have learned to calm the inner voice in their mind when they go out to execute so first lesson guys that i want you to learn from pete sampras is calm your inner voice he would not have been able to achieve everything that he has achieved if he did not get to the point where he learns that hey i need to stop speaking to myself the ways that i'm speaking to myself and i need to calm that voice when it comes to executing because you see in tennis one point and the game is done you know you you don't need to score two goals three goals and all of that you know one point once the person has championship points it becomes a problem you know it's it's you against the person on the other side there are not 10 other athletes that you're competing with first lesson calm your inner voice the second lesson guys that i want you to learn from pete sampras is use your mind to speak to your body use your mind to speak to your body one of the things that i always tell athletes you know so many times especially the ones that i coach one-on-one is that you see everything starts in your mind you see you might think that your body is the one plane now obviously yes your body is one plane but you see that thought process the skills that you want to execute the technique that you're learning you see all of that process starts in the mind so if you don't get to the point where you have learned to use your mind to speak to your body there's no process you're going to go through in sports that doesn't start in your mind so the skill that you want to execute you're going to think about it you know your performance before that day or even on that day you're going to think about it uh, the things that you want to do the things that you want to fine-tune before that particular point you're going to have to process the thought when you have pressure it comes from the mind when you have anxiety it's coming from the mind as well you see all of this thing, there is no way that you're going to be able to separate the mind from the body when it comes to performing in sports and that's why i always say you see your sport is played as much with your legs and your hands as it is played in your mind so if you do not win that battle in the mind first there's no way your hands and your legs are going to be able to do the business and that's one of the things that you would have seen with asafa power when we looked at his episode and the struggle that he just had mentally in terms of the big occasions and how he wasn't able to turn up you see there was that disconnect between his body and his mind and he just couldn't find a way you know to connect the dots uh, so to speak now of course still a legendary sprinter in his own right but the point i'm making is that you need to get control of your mind and you then need to use that mind to speak to your body you know so if you're struggling to perform you know as you should are you overthinking the process in your mind are you putting unnecessary pressure on yourself what are the kind of thought processes you're going through before a particular match before a particular game what are those processes like you see if you've not gotten to the point where you master down those processes you understand everything that you should be saying to yourself you understand everything that you should be doing then of course come that day when you're supposed to execute something will always go wrong because you haven't mastered that connection between the mind and the body second lesson that i want you to learn from pete sampras is use your mind to speak to your body use your mind to speak to your body the things that you want to execute how you want to play your sport use your mind to see those things as clearly as possible and of course you can you can say this is visualization as well and we've looked at this in detail 
on a past episode of the podcast where we've talked about these things so many times and how you can begin to approach it as you chase everything it is that you're chasing in your career second lesson is use your mind to speak to your body and the final lesson is be where your feet are be where your feet are one of the lessons and one of the things that pete sampras talks about in his book a champion's mind lessons from a life in tennis you know is the fact that he was always looking ahead you know, he, he just couldn't stay in the present moment. So he was always looking ahead and, you know, looking at the next round, looking at the next point. And you see, the thing with tennis is that, you see, these points and the games, they accumulate very, very fast. And you might have said that in basketball as well. Before you blink, your team is down 10. In football, before you blink, your team is down 2. 100 meters before you blink, the race is done. Now, one of the key things that we talked about in that second episode with Sue Gomez was being where your feet are learning to be where your feet are it, it, it was a really good episode and if you missed it why don't you go back and listen to it just type in sue gomez you know in any of the platforms that you list used to listen to athlete Mastro. so athlete Mastro, sue gomez those two episodes will pop up so listen to the second one and she breaks down how you can be where your feet are you see as an athlete the only thing that you have control over is now you don't have control over what's going to happen tomorrow you don't have control over what has already happened yesterday. All you have control over is now. And you see, the key thing to mastering your mind as an athlete is that you need to control the things that are within your control. So you see, everything that is not within your control, you need to push aside. And that's one of the things that you will learn in the Athlete Maestro Method, where, of course, we talk about step four being FTR. Forget the rest. You see, every other thing that is not included in that assessment, in that planning stage, you need to absolutely forget it. So if you're an athlete and you struggle with this, you know, so you're always looking too far ahead. You're always wondering, you know, about the things that you shouldn't be worrying about. You're worrying about the stadium, rain, you know, what the track is going to be like, who is going to be in the stadium, whether this person is watching me or that person is watching me, the person I'm competing against. You have no control over those things. And of course, because you are looking too far ahead, because you are worrying about all of these things, you are not going to be where your feet are. You really should go back and listen to that episode with uh, Sue Gomez. But that's the final lesson that I want you to learn from Pete Sampras. Be where your feet are. It wasn't until Pete himself was able to master this down to a T that he was able to come to that realization that, oh, wow, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. The only thing I have control over is now. Can't control the future, can't control the past. If I effectively control the present, then of course the future will be better but if i worry about the future without being present then of course it's all a recipe for disaster final lesson from preet sampras be where your feet are three lessons that i want you to learn from him calm your inner voice use your mind to speak to your body and be where your feet are be where your feet are absolutely legendary player and of course last week we looked at uh, magic johnson you know and we talked about was it last week last week yeah magic johnson and we talked about how his rivalry with larry bird you know was was stuff of legends guess what pete sampras and andre agassi their own rivalry was remarkable the last grand slam title that pete won uh, the u.s open can't remember it was 2000 or 2002 guess who he faced in that final andre agassi so you know maybe on another episode of the podcast we, we will look at that rivalry and how they were able to push each other and spoil each other on to all the things that they achieved in sports of course agassi himself an all-time great tennis 
player. Adley Marshall, guys, episode 520, Pete Sampras. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I highly encourage that you do so. What your subscription does is that you automatically get any episode the minute it comes out. So you don't need to go searching. It automatically gets downloaded to your device of choice. Also, if you haven't left us a rating and review, I highly encourage that you do so. What your rating and review does is that it gives us feedback first and foremost in terms of what you're learning from the podcast, but it also tells others who would listen to the podcast that, hey, this is a worthwhile resource. It's a resource that you can use. You're guaranteed that it's going to get you a step closer to the goals that you're chasing in sports. If you don't know how to subscribe, you don't know how to leave that rating and review, then head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe. And if you have any questions whatsoever, send me a mail, tola at athletemaestro.com. Tola at athletemaestro.com. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing it's not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. I want you to go out there, learn all the lessons you can from Pete Sampras. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.